Good morning. It's a beautiful Sunday in the old Pueblo, and you're listening to KTDT Tucson. Thank you for spending a part of your brunch hour with us on your downtown Tucson community-sponsored rock and roll radio station. This week, we're going to speak with Brian Eichhorst. He is with Owl's Club, a Panka Restaurant, and Pearly Baker, the wine shop there on Scott and Broadway. He's been shaking cocktails for over a decade in downtown, and now he's spearheading an effort to get downtown back to a second Saturday celebration. Today is December 5th. My name is Tom Heath, and you're listening to Life Along the Streetcar. Each and every Sunday, our focus is on social, cultural, and economic impacts. We shed light on hidden gems everyone should know about. From May Mountain to U Arizona and all stops in between, you get the inside track. Right here on 99.1 FM, streaming on downtownradio.org. Also available on your iPhone or Android if you load up our app. It's just Downtown Radio Tucson. If you don't put the Tucson, you get a different Downtown Radio. Nobody wants that. You want to have the most specialist of Downtown Radio Tucson apps in your in your phone. Well, we are into December, believe it or not. It is uh, quickly approaching the year end. But that does mean some fantastic weather. And one of those things uh, that good weather brings are events. And next week, well, later this week, actually, the uh, 2021 Fourth Avenue Winter Fair is happening. It starts on December 10th. It's 11th and 12th, 10 a.m. each day. And it goes till dusk. And it's there on Fourth Avenue. So there will be some uh, road closures and some streetcar rerouting to get around that. But this is a 51-year tradition on 4th Avenue. And I'm excited to have it back and see all the cool things that are going to be out and about for us to purchase for the holidays. Uh, there's lots of parking downtown with the uh, Pennington Garage, Tyndall Garage at Main Gate. And, of course, you can use the streetcar to get into the area. It will be congested if you haven't been there. It is a fairly large event. I haven't seen it uh, in its current form, so we are not sure if we're going to get the 600 some thousand people that we normally get for the uh, street fair but certainly with the weather the way it's been if it uh, remains mild should probably have a good turnout the fair is produced by the fourth avenue merchants association this really is their biggest uh, fundraiser of the year they use these funds to take care of the streets and pay the staff make sure there is a safety security cleanliness all up and down fourth avenue Fourth Avenue Street Fair this coming Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. And after uh, the street fair on Saturday, maybe you're going to wander downtown. It will be second Saturday. Now, we haven't had an official second Saturday event since uh, the advent of COVID. Uh, But there are merchants and bar owners, restaurant owners, that are starting to bring it back. And it's spearheaded by a gentleman named Brian Eichhorst. He's been in downtown for... 10 plus years he's a tucson native and uh, he's helping the west side of downtown that corridor along scott and a little bit to the east and to the west get those restaurants some recognition so we had a chance to sit down with him talk a little bit about those plans and remember it's on second saturday so it's coming up this week my name is brian eichhorst uh, i'm the beverage director for uh, the owls club pearly baker wines and pinka restaurante all Conveniently located on Scott Avenue in downtown Tucson. 
So you got three jobs, but you only have to walk like 20 feet to get from one to the other. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> well played. Not quite far enough for a golf cart, but I try. <laughs> that's true. You should, uh, you should invest in them. <laughs> that's the, uh, that's management's responsibility to get you that safety uh, ride there. Um, <laughs> exactly. But you, you know, you, you've been downtown I mean, for a while in a variety of capacities. I mean, do you, can you tell us a little about your history? Absolutely. Um, yeah. So I grew up in Tucson, uh, moved away shortly after college to New York. And when I returned, pretty much jumped right into the food and beverage game downtown. I mean, I worked in restaurants since I was 14-ish, something like that. Never stopped. <laughs> when did you get back from New York? What's the timeline? What, what year roughly was that? Uh, that would have been 2000. 10, I believe. Okay, so we were right around there. Pre streetcar, just all the mayhem was getting ready to start when you got back. Yes, exactly. Yeah. So I worked a couple of years at Maynard's, um, kind of worked the daytime bar and then moved up to the nighttime bartender slot there three or four nights a week, kind of, you know, cut my teeth there, really learning Tucson's kind of fine dining style. You know, it's a lot different than the rest of the country. Um, you know, it's kind of a very casual, hospitality driven thing here, as opposed to kind of the pomp and circumstance that you find on the East Coast. So, I really dug that felt felt right, you know, mm -hmm. make good food, treat people well. Um, and then pretty quickly, uh, I was poached to go work at Scott and Co, um, which was the, you know, the cocktail bar side of 47 Scott by Kieran, who kind of had a similar trajectory as me, you know, Tucson kid moved away, came back, brought with him some cocktail skills. So he brought me in over there, worked there for a few years and then left to help open Penka. Um, so that was in 2014. Um, and we opened Panka during construction of the streetcar. So the fences yeah. were up. Yeah, it you, was, uh, it you was know. literally, you were fenced <laughs> off. I mean, you, it was like you had to, to, yeah. to shimmy along the sidewalk to get into Panka and you guys yeah, opened a restaurant. From, yep. Because it was, yeah, right up to the, the sidewalk where the fences, you had to either come from stone or from six because Scott was, you couldn't cross Scott North South. Um, well, so, unless, yeah, unless you could climb the, blocks. unless you could climb the fence. I mean, if you could get over the fence, <laughs> yeah. you were fine. <laughs> Exactly. Um, so, yeah, not the most ideal situation, but it was actually probably I mean, it was great. It just meant that we, you know, were basically only only serving locals and friends and people in the neighborhood who knew their way around. It was kind of, you know, it was a very extended soft opening, basically, you know. <laughs> mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And then tell us about Owl's Club, because that's a it's got same ownership uh, as Panka, correct? Uh, except I'm I'm cutting at the Owls Club is yeah as one of the owners there. Okay, so um, so the so, um, in, so in addition similar. to you, yeah, and, yeah, and that opened um, up in the uh, the former funeral home. Yes, yeah, so that was the Brings Funeral Home, which my business partner Patricia Schwabi, um, her and another some other partners had purchased that building. We're kind of trying to figure out what exactly to do with it, um, and we'd actually previously purchased a uh, a bar license. Um, and weren't quite sure where to put it. We looked at probably five or six different properties that we kind of concepted and thought about because I was really stuck on wanting to open just, you know, kind of a, a straightforward kind of downtown bar as opposed to the restaurant bar, which I love, but, you know, it's just a different skill set. Mm -hmm. um, and finally, we walked into the the chapel of the Brings Funeral Home. This is before they'd done any demolition, any restoration. Basically, just the day after they bought <laughs> bought the building, I walked into the chapel and saw the stained glass windows and those like wooden sconce arches over the top and pretty much immediately just knew that I needed to pour whiskey in that room, you know, one way or another. <laughs> still had shag carpet and pews in there. Wow. And I think the pews are still there, aren't they? Even though it's a, a bar? Yeah. Yeah. So we, uh, yeah, we basically cut the pews in half, kind of refinished them and turned them into booths. 
not the most comfortable things in the world, but it keeps some of the, the previous energy going, you know? Understood. Understood. And uh, that, that business has sort of gone under um, a little bit of a transformation because of COVID because now you've got a, a larger outdoor area as well um, that you didn't have yeah. pre COVID. Yeah. I kind of had a, a rebirth after COVID, you know, once, after we closed down, kind of had a lot of, you know, thinking about it because when we opened, it was definitely that, you know, very busy, loud, bustling neighborhood bar. And then post-COVID, we built the patio, which kind of spread people out, you know, and when we were first reopened at 50% capacity. So we kind of had to refigure how we were working, you know, selling $2 beers didn't exactly fit that format. It's not a, mo- a very sustainable business model. Um, <clears throat> so we kind of, me and brought in Kieran Weiss, the person who I was saying brought me to 47 Scott back in the day, hired him on as a as kind of our day to day manager um, and kind of re rebuilt the entire business from the ground up as more of a concentrated higher end cocktail bar, slower service, you know, lesser crowds, but more kind of meaningful. Um, yeah, meaningful cocktail bar. So it's a little bit different, has a different vibe, but it still has, you know, the same basic energy at the <laughs> at the base. And I love the fact that you brought him back. You brought Kiernan back in. You know, it's, I'm seeing a lot of that with downtown, and and especially in the hospitality area, where you you work for someone one year, and then the next year you're the boss, and, and we just sort exactly, of yeah. Keep, <laughs> we all take know, turns. Just treat everyone well because you never know when you're going to work for them. And then kind of exactly. kind of stuck and not stuck, but but between the two, between Panka and Owls, there is your uh, mm-hmm. your retail shop, and that's fairly new. I mean, that opened during the pandemic, didn't it? Yeah, yeah. So that was Pearly Baker. Um, that was basically, I had, you know, gotten bored of sitting on the couch waiting for everything to open back up and um, asking, talking to friends around the country in the industry about kind of, you know, how they were all getting by, how they were surviving. Uh, the answer was always retail that, you know, mm-hmm. alcohol sales did not slow down whatsoever during pandemic. They just shifted the focus on where they were being sold. You know, people were drinking in their house with their family. Um, so, yeah, I... Again, back when I was at Maynard's, I'd gone through uh, sommelier training with the Court of Sommeliers, um, so wine steward, basically. And Tucson, especially downtown Tucson, has never had a huge wine inf- like wine emphasis. It's always been kind of a cocktail town. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so a lot of margaritas. <laughs> um, but yeah, it seemed to finally there was kind of a, a sea change there that I'd been noticing over the past couple of years where people were finally starting to, you know, be willing to spend a little bit more money on wine or... And also the kind of the health and wellness side where people don't necessarily want to drink 50% alcohol all the time. <laughs> you know, it's not the most sustainable diet. Um, yeah, and so I really kind of all the pieces seemed to fall together that I could open this little wine shop, that corner space at Broadway and Scott, which used to be just a medical office for Providence Service Corporation, was sitting empty. Um, yeah, so it all kind of came together. And real quick, I threw together the project of just opening mostly a natural wine shop emphasis on kind of old world traditional style wine. Um, yeah. So we opened so, basically so let me, let me go last back. Thanksgiving. Let me go back to that really quick. So it's an, it's, you said it's a natural wine shop and sort of an old world wine. What, what do those mean to someone who, who like me, is not really familiar with that. Yeah, absolutely. Um, they're kind of, they seem antithetical, those two ideas, but natural wine is basically trying to remove some of the, the chemistry, right? The, the manipulation from winemaking, um, is the main emphasis in keeping like a more organic agriculture. Um, and so it's it's kind of funny. That seems to be a new idea that everyone's kind of rediscovering in this, you know, kind of health and wellness craze. Um, but in reality, it's just kind of a return to what winemaking used to be kind of pre-1980. Um, so uh, a lot of the stuff I find is a lot of the wines that I stock 
are fall under the natural wine category, but are actually winemakers who have never stopped making the wines from, you know, four generations ago. It's just the same way they've always done it. Kind of a return to tradition type of thing. So we've got Brian Eichhorst, and he's uh, talking to us a little bit about his history and his time in downtown. We'll finish up the second half of the interview and talk about his event uh, that he is spearheading here on Second Saturdays. But first, I want to remind you that you're listening to Life Along the Streetcar, and we're on Downtown Radio 99.1 FM, and always available for streaming on downtownradio.org. This podcast is sponsored by the Mortgage Guidance Group and Nova Home Loans. If you enjoyed this podcast, keep listening or head over to lifealongthestreetcar.org for all of our past episodes, current events, and things to do while visiting Tucson. Tom Heath, NMLS number 182420. Nova, NMLS number 3087. VK number 0902429. Equal housing opportunity. All right, we're going to finish up that second half of our interview with Brian Eichhorst. He's with uh, Owls Club, Panka, and Pearly Baker talking about his event on Second Saturdays. And I'm kind of sensing a theme from you in this. Uh, you're not a patient person. You, uh, if, if you're sitting around not doing something, <laughs> you're like, I'm, I want to do something. And that kind of leads me into what uh, the purpose of this call uh, was really designed for. Because you, I don't know others involved, but you sort of spearheaded this uh, this effort to bring a sort of a mini second Saturday back to the uh, the Scott Avenue corridor. Yeah, absolutely. Um, again, that's kind of one of the things that we noticed post-pandemic with just the people who are coming downtown. It seemed almost that return to when the fences were up. It's kind of how I was describing earlier for the, the streetcar reconstruction. Mm-hmm. We were seeing all the familiar faces, all the people in the neighborhood, all the people that, you know, we've built relationships with over the years but a lot less of those people who are traveling downtown from other parts of the city. Um, because prior to pandemic, I think we had really, what we'd been working on, I feel like this project that everyone downtown had been working on um, for the past 10 years has been to kind of create that dining, um, you know, capital in the middle of our city, kind of in the heart of the city. That was food, cocktails, um, you know, live music, um, nightlife, but all kind of focused on a more kind of elevated, progressive, thoughtful way of doing it, as opposed to, you know, not trying to compete with the nightlife of Fourth Avenue and University necessarily, you know, kind of just something different and maybe a little bit more mature. Um, talking to all the other business owners, the the conversation we've all had over and over and over again is, um, you know, we'll never be a real city center until you can finish your dinner and still go out and find a nice glass of wine and be able to have a conversation with someone which is, you know, always kind of been that that disconnect of like, where do you go if it's not, you know, a thumping base? Um, and I think we'd really reached that point, right? We had kind of a thriving scene, and then we got the city of gastronomy, which really helped give a boost. And there seemed to be those two years where every week there was a national write-up about downtown Tucson's food and, you know, culture. Um, and then post-pandemic, I think we all started getting scared that we were losing, <clears throat> losing touch of some of that, you know, the losses of... Yanos' downtown kitchen and Poco Cosa and Elvira's and Sinai. Like, those are the places we all went out to go eat. Um, yeah, so we just kind of wanted to reinvigorate, refocus all of our energy on that um, <clears throat> and kind of remind the city that there's still great dining, there's still great food, um, there's still that kind of, you know, mature atmosphere that you can come and enjoy a nice night out. You know, you don't need to drive to the foothills to get that, basically. 
Mm-hmm. Um, so luckily on Scott Avenue, we have 47 Scott. You have Riley with the Tough Luck Club and the Beer Garden. Um, right there, you have 1055 and Batch. We have uh, Panka, Pearly Baker, and Owls, of course, mine. And then a little bit further down, um, the Coronet, downtown Clifton, and now El Mesquite. Um, yeah, you kind of just kind of have this this corridor. And then Perche No as well, just opening. Um, yeah, we're just kind of starting to see that there is kind of on the on the western end of downtown, you're starting to see more and more of those kind of higher end, more thoughtful, more, you know, kind of elevated dining options starting to pop up and they all kind of seem to be grouping. Um, so between that and us basically just missing second Saturday as a draw for downtown Tucson. Um, yeah, I mean, we always we'd have to double our staff everywhere on second Saturdays back in the day. Mm-hmm. And since those aren't happening, we just figured <clears throat> why not make all this connected together? Yeah, so, so um, how, we also how, just oh, go ahead. Sorry, go ahead. I was going to say, <laughs> how, how does how does it work then? So, are you? Um, I mean, all of these places, and, and they're not all on Scott, but Scott is sort of that central point, like you said. If you were just a mm-hmm. you know, two, two two doors off to the right or to the left, um, but mm-hmm. so do they run specials or or is there music? What's what's the uh, what's the draw besides just how fabulous everyone is? <laughs> That's the main draw, yeah, of course. Uh, but so far, yeah, there's been lots of live music. We've been, you know, not every venue has the space or the room for it. Um, but definitely at um, Tough Luck Club and 1055 and Owls Club has been doing kind of bigger shows and DJs and those types of things. Um, at Panko, we have our beautiful patio now. So we've been doing some like kind of lighter acoustic music on the patio there. And then we've got some great sponsorships um, from Old Forester and from Glen Morangi, um and El Himidor. Um So they've been doing kind of running cocktail specials and tastings. Um, at Pearly Baker, I've been doing lots of wine tastings, kind of doing a different segment each each month. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's kind of a lot of varied things, a lot of drink specials. Um, Pink has been doing an appetizer and drink specials, so, you know, tamales and a cocktail or something. Yeah, and I think, um, yeah I, just kind of getting... I, I think what we, you know, we, we had discovered during the pandemic was that downtown was a great place for um, adventures. If you were coming down to, to go to a, a show or a hockey game, mm-hmm. grab some dinner, maybe go out afterwards. And when we lost some of the shows, we lost the, the, uh, the venues, it, it hurt the restaurants because people weren't as interested in coming down just for great food. They wanted to have an experience, like you said earlier, like a, an evening. Mm-hmm. And that's what I saw when I saw this. Um, I mean, because you started to what in October was your first one right around. Uh, yeah. Yeah, so I saw it in October, and then I saw it again last month in November, where you you begin to get that progressive feel where people are gonna, you know, they're, they might be having a beer at ten fifty five, and they're seeing all of the other mm-hmm. places involved, and so they spend a little bit of money at ten fifty five, then they go down and they get dinner somewhere else, and they go out and get drinks somewhere else, and then they finish up with a nightcap somewhere else, and they get this Absolutely. this progressive sort of feel to the evening, and really experience a lot of the different uh, you know downtown offerings. Absolutely. Yeah, it's not they're not going downtown for dinner. They're going downtown for the night. Right. That's that is their Saturday plan is just downtown. Um, and I think that's pretty much everyone that I interacted with, at least at the wine shop. You know, they had their flyer in hand and had been walking from Riley progressed slowly down to um, Owls Club and kind of, you know, getting to try beer, wine, mezcal, whiskey, you know, having a little bit of everything um, and just really making a, a whole night out of it. And, you know, it's a. Uh, still cheaper than you know <laughs> driving to phoenix to go see a, a professional basketball game or something um yeah, yeah really yeah. have a whole evening here 
Well, I know on the east end, we've been fortunate because we've got the anchors like Rialto and Hotel Congress hub. So you, you have those sort of established anchors in, mm-hmm. and, and during Second Saturday and during you know the pre-COVID times, you certainly saw that westward movement. Um, mm-hmm. But for a while, it was quiet, all quiet on, on the western front there of downtown. And, Absolutely. And this 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 concept has brought interest back to that side, and then that carries through because now uh, you know you're busier during the week because you may have come down for this progressive sort of event, but you're like, holy smokes, I want to have a whole dinner at, you know, at Panka. I want to spend the evening and, and just sample their, their menu. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's, I think the main emphasis here is that reminder to people that we're all down here and then to get them down to kind of do, yeah, do a tasting evening, just kind of see what's around, see what's new. Um, I mean, people, people walk in all the time to the, the wine shop and ask, how long have you guys been open a month or two? Like, no, it's been a year. <laughs> it's been a year. Um, so there's a lot of people who still haven't made their, you know, triumph of return downtown. It just because they don't know what's still down there, what's still going on. So I think the more of these events, not just ours, but, you know, a return to all those things, like things that bring people who maybe don't have this on their regular rotation again, you know, maybe they did in the past. Um, mm-hmm. And all the shows at Fox, thank God, are going, you know, going well. Um, Symphony Orchestra back up and at it. The um, Arizona Theater Company, Rialto, 191 started to do shows again. Congress is really putting a ton of emphasis onto their shows. Yeah, those are all those things that we need, and of course the Roadrunners. Yeah, um. <laughs> yeah. and you, you know you mentioned some of the places that we lost, and, and and I think that's what made the headlines mm-hmm. because those were some big staples of downtown. But you also named a few that we gained, and you know like the yeah, El, I mean El Mesquite, and it's the, moving fast. The DoubleTree, we've got. <clears throat> A few more coming in here, and and uh, the the, yeah, the team at think, uh, La Chingada that are doing quite a yeah, bit. Yeah, they're there. they're taking over <laughs> half the empty properties. Yeah, they're going fast. <clears throat> um, and Delta, I think we're all super excited for the Delta to come down. Um, yeah, can't wait to see what those guys do with that space. So let's um, let's talk. We got yeah. second this second Saturday is coming up. This this coming Saturday it'll be uh, uh, happening here on the uh, what is it the eleventh. It'll be second Saturday this yeah, month. Yeah, December so, 11th. Uh, how, Absolutely. What do people do? Do they just show up downtown or do they start somewhere? How do they find out more information? Yeah, exactly. Uh, show up. Um, I'm printing all of our flyers today, so they should all be going up on kind of all of the different businesses, uh, social media shortly. And then we'll have flyers kind of sprinkled everywhere you can find. Um, but yeah, pick any space on Scott and just go from there. Okay. What, um, we've got what is uh, your Naima Moore. Oh, go ahead with the, with the entertainment. I'm sorry. Oh, oh yeah. I was going to say we've got Naima Moore playing at um, Owl's Club. We have Laura Jean playing on the patio like um, at Penka. And at 1055, they have um, uh, they're doing Christmas carols with uh, Lila Field, one of their like, you know, uh, rock star servers, who's also an awesome entertainer. So she's going to be doing Christmas music. So come get in the in the holiday cheer at Pearly Baker. We're doing a sparkling wine tasting. Kind of getting gearing up for the holidays so it's definitely going to be a celebration this month everything's going to be a little over the top um yeah we're excited and, and what's a a central um social media platform for for people to find it like if is pearly baker the best one just to kind of get the basic info or if, if... sure that's usually that's that's the one i post to first <laughs> we okay. don't have a, a central scott avenue account yet but maybe in the future as we keep building this we'll get there i have no doubt so i have no doubt i appreciate all you've done for downtown it's fun to catch up with you and, and see all, all of these changes that have happened in the last, uh, you know, 10 plus years that you've been, you've been serving cocktails. So thanks for all you're doing. Absolutely. Thanks for talking to me.
I'd love to hear the uh, perspective of those that have been in downtown for uh, for so long and you know in that service industry and just seeing so much evolution you know you you go from one bar or one restaurant to another and you see servers and bartenders managers that have moved around sometimes they work at multiple places and you know it creates a uh, an interesting dynamic of uh, knowledge sharing as that happens so thankful for people like Brian Eichhorst and all of his efforts to make downtown such a, a special place my name is Tom Heath. You are listening to Life Along the Streetcar on Downtown Radio, 99.1 FM, and available for streaming on downtownradio.org. This podcast is sponsored by the Mortgage Guidance Group and Nova Home Loans. If you enjoyed this podcast, keep listening or head over to lifealongthestreetcar.org for all of our past episodes, current events, and things to do while visiting Tucson. Tom Heath, NMLS number 182420. Nova. NMLS number 3087, VK number 0902429, equal housing opportunity. And uh, while you're over there, maybe make a little donation on Downtown Radio. Thanks to all of you who support us during our Giving Tuesday uh, fundraising efforts. Appreciate all of that support. And remember, it is still an option and something we, we need year-round is that support either one-time donations sponsoring the uh, the programming through underwriting or uh, recurring donations all through downtownradio.org. And if you want to get us here on the show directly, our email address is contact at lifealongthestreetcar.org, and that URL will take you to a lot of our past episodes. Uh, you can also find us on social media, mainly on Facebook and Instagram. So if there's a cool story out there and you think we should be sharing that, just tag us. You know, direct message, whatever you want to do to get that information over to us, and we'll be glad to get it out to the world that listens to this fabulous radio station. Um, if you like the podcast, you can subscribe to that as well. Pretty much anywhere where podcasts are, you'll find us on Spotify, iHeartRadio, uh, iTunes, SoundCloud, all, all those places, or ask your smart speaker to play Life Along the Streetcar podcast, and it should pop up. Well, in honor of our Saturday events. We're going to leave you with a little music from a group called City Set and their 2021 album, which is, I couldn't say the words, but here's 12 seconds till Saturday. Have a great week, and we'll talk to you next Sunday with more life along the street. Program.